Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick. This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on. And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. So I just posted something to Instagram that was really exciting. Lauren sent this picture of Barnes and Noble and they have this tiny little end table thing with all these featured books that they're selling. There's like mm-hmm. 20, 25 books on this table, like in the middle store. And guess whose book was and our from book was on it. Like I couldn't believe it. Simple Money Rich Life. Just Simple sitting there Money, rich right life. next to like some of the biggest Christian authors. Like it was like, wow, that's cool. So it's pretty exciting. I have no idea. Why that happened? I promise I wasn't the one to put it there. (laughs) Lauren was like, she went and found them and then she moved another book out of the way and put yours there and was like, look what we found. We walked in and there it was. She grabbed the John Maxwell books and threw them down and (laughs) just set ours right there. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't really know how it happened, but between that and then they, uh, somebody saw it in the airport at one of those airport things where there's only a few books and I'm like, this is awesome. Hudson News or whatever. I don't know how we're getting (laughs) these placements, but it's like... It's pretty, pretty fun. fun. So if you ever see our book in any cool spots like that, send us a picture. Yeah. Because like, we're still in that phase and we get really excited by this. We really do. So uh, yeah. We will help always, us out. We will forever be in that phase, I think. Um, probably. Yeah. Like we put too much work into the book to not be crazy excited about yeah. stuff like that. But We love it. Anyway. All right. All right. So what we're talking about today, today is... Uh, where we're storing our cash right now. This is based off a reader question. Yeah, so you got Uh, this email. Okay, so the email says, I originally found Bob on Crown Financial Ministries and began following him from there. I got tired of Dave Ramsey and his extreme (laughs) advice on everything and found Bob refreshing for a change. All right. Okay, so what is your suggestion regarding holding money in a bank versus a safe at home? There's a lot of talk going on that there's a potential bank collapse coming up in September. And a lot of guys I follow, Bill Bonner, is that how you say his name? Tom Dyson. (laughs) Okay. Tom Dyson, et cetera, are talking like holding cash at home instead of in the bank is a much better idea. What are your thoughts regarding that? I actually want to know the answer to this question as well, because... (laughs) Bob moves a lot of things around without consulting me because I don't really want to be consulted and I don't have any helpful information there. It's so, yes. all buried under the <laughs> stove, hon. Yeah. There's always money in the banana stand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got that reference. Yeah. knows what we're talking about there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do have a lot of thoughts on this, actually. My default, I'm very risk averse, but I'm also very strategic with the risk that I take. And so some people will think when they think of a risk averse investor, that means you're only buying like bank CDs. You just put money in a savings Mm -hmm. account and you would never buy crypto, you know, or something like that because that's so risky. But I'm very strategic with how I evaluate risk. And so like we own a good amount of crypto, a fair amount, because it's a very calculated investment. And on the other hand, like right now with inflation, having a whole bunch of money in a savings account is incredibly risky. Like, is it just being eroded away like year after year, month after month? Mm -hmm. So all that to say, the answer to this question for me is kind of all of it. It's like, yes, I want to have some cash at home because that is 
a hedge against certain things that could happen. And I do want to have some cash at home. I think everyone should have some cash at home. Right. Uh, we're after the pandemic hit and we see how quickly and easily our entire world can change and be flipped upside down. And especially when Gosh. we're, I was just reading this thing and not trying to turn this into doomsday episode by any means, <laughs> but just reading this thing that said like, we're at the highest potential for a nuclear kind of war since the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Which we really need to be praying about that. We do. Actively praying about that. Praying about it. But point is, is that we're in a very uncertain, unstable time. Mm -hmm. And yes, I think it definitely makes sense to have cash at home. Now, that said, I don't think it makes sense to have all your cash at home. Because again, that inflation is eroding the value of that cash very quickly as it's sitting under your mattress or buried in your backyard or whatever you have to do, whatever you're doing with it. And so this is where the diversification component, I think, is really important. And I think there are other ways to diversify because there's other risks that the cash at home isn't going to help with. And so it's important to think beyond just the one scenario and situation where having cash at home could be helpful, like evaluate the other situations where, you know, so for example, like what if nothing changes and we have this level inflation for the next 10 years, okay? Which is a possibility, you know, and I don't think that's realistic. I don't think it's going to happen, but if this guy he's talking about in September- Everybody listening is like, oh. Okay, so he's playing defense, you know, so this is where cash at home might be some defense if we're going to bank collapse in September or whatever, which I actually haven't heard anything about that, but that doesn't mean much. Go look up Bill Bonner and Tom Dyson. But I don't know who they are. Anyway, so with having cash at home was going to help play defense against that, then Mm -hmm. you need to consider the counter to that, which is, all right, what if we don't have a crash in September? What if things literally just stay the same as they are right now with 9% inflation for the next 10 years? Okay, so what that ends up looking like is if you have $10,000 of cash at home, 10 years from now, that $10,000 worth of cash is worth about $1,000 because that inflation has eroded it way down to basically nothing. So that is a big risk, in my opinion, that you need to play defense against that as well. And so therefore, doing something with at least some of your money that isn't going to be eroded away. And so this is why I've been talking a lot about I-bonds. And this is one thing that we're doing to kind of mitigate some of this inflation risk. And I-bonds are great because they are- What the heck is an I-bond? There you go. Let's talk about it. So an (laughs) I-bond is a U.S. government-backed bond that adjusts to the current rate of inflation. Why did they name it I-bonds like an iPhone or an iPod or an iPad or... I don't know. The government's just trying to copy off of Steve Jobs. It does sound like that. That's really like I bond. Okay. Anyway, so, and what's great about them, like right now they're paying, at the time of this recording, 9.62%. And it's a government-backed bond, which is crazy. So that's keeping up with inflation. Yeah. I mean, well, what they're reporting inflation to be. I mean, you can make some arguments probably pretty easily that those numbers are not fully what the actual inflation is. But that's here nor there. We'll get into that later time. But the point is, is that you could buy these I-bonds and instead of having money in savings or cash under your mattress, like actually keep up somewhat with the pace of inflation. So we go all into this more in our 10X investing course, like all kinds of other ideas if you want to explore all of that. So you can check that out. But the point is there are plenty of different things to play defense against. And I want to be diversified against a lot of them. So all that to say, yes, I believe have some cash at home, maybe have a little bit of gold at home. Like, I think there's some benefit in that as well. I think we're getting to the point where, 
having a little bit of coin, I think it makes sense. Like I'm getting to a point where I feel kind of comfortable suggesting that. And again, it's super risky. Like I think there's still a possibility the government just outlaws Bitcoin. There's some really smart people who think that that's a possibility. I think it's unlikely, but you know, right. but if Bitcoin continues the way that it has for the last nine years, I think it's probably going to be a much better thing to well, own and if they were to outlaw something like Bitcoin, they'd probably give you a heads up and not just be like, you're going to jail if you own Bitcoin, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I have no idea with that. I mean, that's part of the why I think it's unlikely because the cat's out of the bag. It's so... I mean, yeah, Bitcoin has been so widely adopted so quickly that anyway, another conversation for another time. But anyway, bottom line on all this is I think diversifying is the way to evaluate this and evaluate these risks. Okay. Like, think more than just the one single risk. So if you're pulling cash out, are you pulling cash out based on a percentage or are you doing more of a dollar amount of like thinking through, okay, if there is a bank crash or whatever, how much money am I going to need for a month? How do you evaluate yeah. that? Yeah, I, I haven't been super calculated with it, but I would say for us, it's probably been a little bit more of a dollar amount. Like what would it take? And this is, to I mean, this is, this is getting like <laughs> really worst case scenario-ish, but yeah, a little bit. Like what does it take for us to, you know, if we do have something, like if we had a nuclear thing or something and like we were trying to get out of the country or something, like how much does that cost to go find somebody with a private jet who can just get us out of the country? How much or does that cost? I don't really know exactly, but we have a good amount of cash and that's kind of like the thinking, the logic behind it. And again, I think that might be why having a little bit of gold also, like, because what's nice about gold is it's something that's really small that you can put in your pocket that carries a whole lot of value. And that's universally valued. You can take it to any country and exchange it, you know, for local currency. Right. You know, it's not going to be as easy as cash, you know, in the U.S., like to, whatever, to turn into smaller denominations or whatever. But the point is, is that you can carry a lot of value just in your pocket with a couple coins. So anyway, getting pretty heavy and doomsday-ish on this whole episode. And that wasn't the intention. But I do think it's important just to kind of chat about some of these things and just take an honest look at where we are and just share how we're evaluating some of this risk and some of the things that we're doing. Yeah, because I mean, part of this is just preparing for different scenarios. So we have an emergency fund in case we make no money, yeah. <laughs> you know, through our website. Yeah. Or if you lose your job or there's, yeah. you know, another financial catastrophe. Yeah, it's this all is planning the same ahead. Thing. It's just a matter of evaluating those risks and how much defense you want to play for the risks that are unlikely. But how unlikely are they? Like what percentage unlikely? And you never know exactly, but you can kind of like roughly evaluate that mm -hmm. like what are the odds of nuclear war like i think that hopefully it's still pretty unlikely but it's more likely than it was whatever maybe five or ten years ago you know given what's going on and therefore like really... it warrants just thinking about it and preparing just a little bit more oh it, yeah i'm just know? really praying that that does not happen all right do you want to read a review so we've got a review to read this one's the title is called a admit <laughs> Is it called a mit? A millennial's dream. <gasps> millennial's and I have dream. no idea how to pronounce this username. I'm going to try. We're going to try. If you put a name on your review, we're going to try to read it on mm, here. Okay. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Kick the Sheik. Is that it? Oh, never uh, mind. Okay. <laughs> what the heck is right. Kick the Sheik? I don't know. Sorry. Wrong one. Millennial's dream is you are a monster. Kind of. Okay. I don't know. Finance has always given me headaches, but this type of practical advice is changing the way I view money. My generation gets bombarded with how-tos, and it can be challenging to filter through it all. Thanks so much for this straightforward advice. Thank you. 
something. Uh, you or, uh, yeah, he can't pronounce it very well, but something about you, oh, monster. <laughs> anyway, so action item for you today. Yeah, I would say have a little cash at home. So if you don't have any cash at get home. Get some cash. Get a little cash. I don't think it's a bad idea. But also, don't just have tons of money sitting in a savings account. Consider looking into I-bonds. They're, they're not very easy to buy, unfortunately. I-bonds? Yeah, they're kind of one of the more difficult investments I've ever made. But Really? No. but More uh, than crypto? Maybe not that far. Okay. But, but anyway, that, I did a tutorial kind of walking through. It's because of the government website, and it's kind of a nightmare to navigate. But <laughs> this is all in our 10X course. So if you're in that course, it'll be in there for you to check out, and along with some other ideas that might be helpful for you right now. But mm -hmm. action item for the day, regardless, diversify, diversify, diversify. And have and some cash at home. Have a little cash at home. I don't think it's a bad idea at all. <laughs> all right. Make it a good one. See ya. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.